previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I'll never forget, I was turning 10 and Hulk Hogan was coming into town. All I wanted for my birthday was tickets to go see Hulk Hogan. I begged my dad. I begged him, begged him, begged him over and over and over again. That's all I wanted for my 10th birthday. And he got me a baseball glove. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and Roxy, as always, is by my side. Hey, Roxy, how's it going? Hello, Chuck. Hello, Littles. And first and foremost, happy Mother's Day Eve to everyone. Yeah, happy Mother's Day Eve. Hey, and you know, as they say, Roxy, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to, and you know what? None of our other friends showed up for my birthday party, so what's the next thing to do. You just go get new friends, right? Absolutely. So please welcome to the show our first time, Ashley Ruman. Hey, Ashley, how's it going? Hey, Chuck. Hi, Roxy. Hi, Littles. <laughs> it's doing great. So happy to be here. <laughs> this is so much fun. Now, I'm just joking. All of my other co-hosts and friends, you know, they all had very valid excuses. And we they still... did wish you a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, most of them. Yeah. Yeah, most of them. Maybe. And... <laughs> and may the fourth be with you, Chuck. Oh. <laughs> Shunned. All right. Not off to a good start here, Ashley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we welcome Ashley to the show for the first time. So Littles, be gentle. Please be gentle. Well, first of all, Chuck, how was your birthday? Oh, you know, my birthday, not so great. Got to be honest. No. Uh, it was not no. the best day in the world. Um, but I do want to say quickly, thank you, everyone, for wishing me a happy birthday. I'm going to say her name right off the top of the show. Claire really had a really nice post in, above the smart and and funny, above and so in the Smart and Funny group. And everyone else, and someone else, now it was a purchased item, but Rick Devins, shout out Rick Devins for the birthday cameo. Unbelievable. So much fun. I mean, maybe we'll put part of it up there on the Twitter pages at some point. I think we can do that, right? I mean, we... I, yeah, we could totally share yeah, it. Yeah, because I can mm -hmm. own it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of own it now, right? Yeah. Okay. And it was just so much fun. So neat to combine Survivor and the Loyal Littles into my birthday. So that was fun. I started the day with a softball game in Central Park, and we got our butts kicked 16 to nothing. Oh, we no. lost. But speaking Ooh. of softball, Ashley, that's how we met, I believe. Is this correct? It is. It 1,000% is correct. Right. Team Mary Poppins. That's right. It was Mary Poppins. I was trying to think which uh, – I knew it was in the Broadway show league, but I couldn't remember which team it was. And, practically uh, perfect. Practically perfect in every way. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm not just saying this because you're co-hosting with us today, but that was one of my favorite Broadway show league teams of all times. It was, it was oh. I guess they say you never forget your first. That was mm -hmm. my first year in the league, mm -hmm. actually. And you guys were just so welcoming. And It was my first year, too. Oh, really? I didn't know oh, that. Wow. Yeah, no, I've never been. I, I, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I joined right when you did. I, I didn't realize it was your first time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, just figured I was the only newbie. <laughs> no, I, that was definitely... And the funny thing is I'd played in softball leagues for two years before that in like performing arts leagues, show business league. And I was just wandering through Central Park one day on a Thursday. I was like, Broadway show league? This is like so for me. How did I not know about this? And wow. So I had to wait till the next year. That was 2011. Yeah. So I had to wait till 2012 to join the next year. And I just jumped on. I just wandered on to Mary Poppins. And there you were. Does anyone need an extra guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. That's totally what I do. That's so crazy. I had a very good friend who was in the show. She was a swing. And I had heard that the league existed. And I asked her if there was any way she could do anything to get me to play because I loved softball. I played in... 
high school and in college. And she did, and she was able to. And Team Mary Poppins was just nice. spectacular. And the yeah. rest is history. And now you're and now you're co-hosting a podcast with me. Yeah. So, Here mean, we are. Not yep. what is it? Nine years? Uh, eight years later? Nine. Years. Almost nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine. Wow. Crazy. Nine. Actually, yeah. Crazy. So going back to my birthday, Roxy mm-hmm. knows this. I won't go into it, but lots of work stress. Again, I don't want to complain about that because very thankful I'm even back to work. Now, we're going to get into that with Ashley in a little bit because Ashley is heading back to work too, which is exciting. And after a year off. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to, but there was some work stress. We'll just leave it at that. Again, very thankful to be back to work though. So anyway, <laughs> oh. but then one of the mm-hmm. biggest disappointments of the day. So I finally settle in. We, I get my butt kicked in softball. I come home, shower, get ready to eat, settle in for a little episode of PTI. And the mm-hmm. opening comes on and Will Bond serves up a softball like never before. And here I'm sitting, I'm sitting there with anticipation. I'm so excited that there is going to be a Uranus joke on my birthday. And Tony, <laughs> and it just fails. And Tony doesn't go there. And it's, no. it just goes in a completely different direction. And I was just like so disappointed. Perfect setup for Uranus joke. I forget what it, it was something about Venus. It was something about Venus. And, and oh. he didn't take the hint. So disappointed. What a letdown. I'm so sorry that happened to you on your birthday of all days. I know. And I was like, this would have been the perfect way to celebrate my birthday with a Uranus joke on PTI and Mm -hmm. epic fail. That's all I'm going to say. So missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Hashtag (laughs) definitely. Um, What's PTI? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's called Pardon the Interruption. It's a television show on ESPN. It stars the hosts, Tony Kornheiser and my Michael Wilbon. Okay, can I pause here for a second? I mean, Littles, how exciting is this that Roxy just totally took this over? (laughs) Roxy's given the rundown and she's doing it pitch perfectly here. Go ahead. Uh, I also have to say they they do, they create it into a podcast as well, right? PTI is also on a podcast. So you can see their faces or you can just hear their voices Mm -hmm. and they kind of go through rundown. It's called the rundown, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) I'm just listening. Go ahead. It's called the rundown and they have different topics of conversation within the realm of sports. And there, it's all timed, but they never finish on time, which really, really annoys it me. It annoys her. All right, Roxy. Speaking of, that was practically perfect. All right, real quick before we get to our fabulous guest today, let me uh, get to a couple little things here. This is our hockey talk for the day. We got a, a message from Ryan Popovich, and this is actually in regards to our last one of our a couple episodes ago. We had Steve Lipton on, and we were talking about having baseball bats just out in the open, how you can buy them at a store and carry them home. Ashley, I think you can appreciate that. It amazes us. Yeah. Especially yeah. here in New York City, how that you can allowed. just carry a baseball bat and that's okay. That is true. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. But he wrote, my first ever hockey game was on my 16th birthday. My brother took me to a Penguins game since he went to college near the Civic Arena. They gave away wooden hockey sticks for fans 18 and under, uh, maybe 17 and under, he writes. When we left the game, there were two girls poking us with their sticks on the way back to his college. Thank you, Steve Lipton. So that's from Ryan Popovich. I, I agree 100%. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I don't understand how, I guess, hockey stick would be another, you know, I don't want to give anyone hockey ideas stick, out there. Stick. Yeah, I don't want to give anyone ideas. Yeah. Though. And another one that wasn't to us, but it was on the big show. So if you haven't listened to, this was on Wednesday's big show. Uh, Sean Ramage wrote in. And he actually came up with a really great idea, and it had to do with the Bill Simmons Ringer podcast of The Rewatchables. And he actually suggested that Tony join Bill Simmons and do a Rewatchables of that thing you do. 
And I'm all on board with that. Now, I've only seen that thing you do one time. Now, my vote is as long as they don't do Michael Clayton, because I still don't get that littles. I don't. I've tried numerous times to watch that movie. I just don't get it. But if they were going to do that thing you do, I think I could be okay with that. Now, Ashley, have you seen that thing you do? Um, I've seen the VCR cover at the Blockbuster. <laughs> so you've never seen that? Wow. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. We should all watch that. Yeah. That's Tiny little suggestion. Yeah. Tiny little suggestion for the week. That thing you do, I agree 100% with Mr. Tony. That is one of the better movies. It's based, kind of follows a rock band. It's kind of like Beatles flavor mm-hmm. type, that huh. generation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I believe it was Tom Hanks direct. I don't know if it was his debut. But I believe he directed it and produced it and all hmm. that. So uh, we don't fact check. Well, I here. love Tom Hanks. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to watch it. I just yeah and haven't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just real quick wrap this up full circle back to my birthday because you know it should be all about Chuck. You know, it's, it's my birthday week, right? Yes, it's still my birthday week. May the fourth. I did want to just say, <laughs> shun. <laughs> Be with you. <laughs> um, I did want to acknowledge Roxy. Got me this great. This coffee stinks mug from the TK website, I believe. No, I actually found it on Cafe Press. What? Yeah. Well, I went to oh. I went to the TK website. I went to the shop, and I didn't really see anything that I either a haven't already gotten you or b thought that you would like. I, I just wasn't sure. So I went to Cafe Press on a whim, and I found this mug. And okay. there's actually a, a quite a few different TK related items on Cafe Press. Can so check someone it out. get a quick check in on Rob Colpine right now? I'm Ooh. sure he's having, he just had a heart attack and hit the floor. <laughs> Can someone please check in on Robert? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she, in, in her defense, she has bought a lot. Matter of fact, I just, yesterday, it was raining in New York City. I used my Tell Michael It's Raining umbrella, which Roxy also purchased me yep. years ago. I got him a lechiserie band, which he still wears I still to wear the, day. yes. And um, so she has patronized <laughs> that website many a times, Rob. So... <laughs> Don't fault her for that. Just not now. You know, just sometimes you got to find what you're looking for. And yeah, but Roxy here, I thought we were going to do like a little plug for him I in the books. All right, let's get out of here before we get in any more trouble. Sorry, Rob. And we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. That Uranus? No. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. played in this episode by Doug Pinkston and this song is called Spies. Doug says the best way to reach him is on his YouTube playlist so just head on over to YouTube and search Doug Pinkston that's P-I-N-K-S-T-O-N and as always we'll play the full song Spies at the end of the podcast. She takes the lemon while I keep the lime Can't you hear her with a All right, all you loyal little, 
Littles, it's now time to meet the Littles. And boy, do we have a fun one for you today. Please welcome to the show, Leanna DiNardo. Hey, Leanna, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. So uh, you have heard some of the episodes, right? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, great. Introduce yourself to all the Littles out there. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Anything you want the loyal Littles to know about Leanna. So I, uh, I'm originally from southwestern Pennsylvania, south of Pittsburgh, in a really tiny little town in the southwestern corner of the state called Waynesburg. I grew up there, uh, went to college in Pennsylvania, ended up moving to the D.C. area actually 25 years ago yesterday, I realized. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, um, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it makes you realize how old you are when you have an anniversary like that. But um, uh, so yeah, so I moved down here then and met my husband down here and we have two children and have been a Southerner ever since, you know, because I uh, <laughs> first moved to DC, but then, well, I actually lived in Alexandria and now we live in Manassas, so. Oh, neat. So now let's go back. Where, where did you go to college? I went to college in um, Pennsylvania. It's a school, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. I which, know um, it well. I've played there do. before. I've played oh. there many times, actually. Okay. Uh, we've had, that's hilarious because we always thought it was hilarious how there's this school called Indiana University in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and there's also a California University in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> so I've actually been to your alma mater. That's kind of fun. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We would we would be the touring shows that would come in every once in a while. You'd have oh, like yeah. a, a one or two night stay there and you'd play a couple shows and then you leave town. It's like that whole from Annie, get the money, get the kid and get the hell out of town. It's as it's a beautiful campus, though. It is, yes. But it's really um, nice. It, nice because it's a bigger school. You know, it was all, it, I, the appeal for me was a medium-sized school, but it was in a smaller town. Mm. Growing up in a little town in, uh, in Waynesburg, there was actually a college there, but there was no way I was going to go to school there where everybody knew everything you did. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, was my, that was my uh, college. <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. this way with the, yeah, it was a more medium cycle. It wasn't like Pitt or Penn State or much right. bigger schools. And so this was like a happy medium for me. Cool. And so. what did you major in? So I started out, I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then I was a semester away from student teaching and went, I really don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, so then I changed my major to sociology. I thought I was going to go to grad school and had other plans to do. But then I started working and then I got involved in politics. And so then like now that's what my field is. So. Oh, neat. Okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, so now is that why you moved to D.C.? Because I noticed you said you met your husband in D.C., not before. So you didn't move there for a job or what, what did you move to D.C. for? It was basically because I I realized if I wanted to have a future and it was going to be somewhere in D.C. rather than what I was, you know, living in small towns in southwestern PA, you know. And is that because you were going into politics or? Um, I mean, it's funny because I had an idea that's what I wanted to do, but I really didn't know what. And so, like, when I first moved down here, I just worked for a temp agency. And it was just kind of like one of those things where I was like, I'm just going to move there. (laughs) And I had a friend who was my, basically the two of us did it together. So I wasn't just Oh, I see. Okay. That was amazing. So she and I did that and we both kind of the same thing where we just started out temp agency and then we kind of fell into it. it it's just amazing how you, I got this job at a trade association and then I started learning about legislative affairs and then I worked with somebody else that like on the political side and then her husband worked for one of the party campaign committees for the the DLCC, which is the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee. I then went to work for him and then like then it's just 
all gone from there. So, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And, you know, it's amazing the, the doors that open to you when you take that leap and then just all these different amazing things can be open to you. That's really cool. Yeah, I do remember that my, I, like, I'm the youngest of three children. And so, and I'm the youngest by eight years. And so, you know, my parents are always a little overprotective. And uh, I remember having a discussion with my dad because my dad really didn't want me, was really concerned about me moving down. Because I guess, you of know, course. especially being from a small town, going to the big city. And right. uh, I remember saying to him that I needed him to be able to give me the chance to fail. And that's what convinced him, you know, and I was like, mm. at the time I was thinking, God, I hope I don't fail, but, but right. I, like, I just got to try. So absolutely. Um, okay. So my next question, I think we already have the answer to, but maybe not. When did you start listening to Tony? How did you become a loyal little? So I had listened because it's kind of two different things. I would listen off and on because like, I'm just a sports junk though. I like love sports. So I'll frequently have ESPN radio on in the car. So like if I happen to be in the car and I might turn it on when he was on, on the old, the national sure, 980. Yeah. Yeah. But then a coworker who I would consider him like the, basically the person who got me to become a little, as far as he would listen every day at work. And that's what got me hooked right. so that I had really got into the show and the inside jokes and the, you know, mm, the sure. running theme. So now this was while you were in DC or were you listening before you moved from Pittsburgh? Oh no, it was, yeah. Not until I got to DC. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So now I also find this one usually interesting because you've moved and it sounds like being a sports junkie, as you say, where's your fandom lie? Are you, a pirate? <laughs> what's your favorite sport, favorite team? Well, so yes, I bleed black and gold. I'm a long suffering Pirates fan. I know you guys are baseball fans. Um, I, I know there were, there are a couple other littles who have talked about Pittsburgh and uh, talking about Barry Bonds. And it's like, I, Barry Bonds broke my heart in the 92 yeah. National League Championship Series. And like, so long before the steroid thing, I hated him because of that. So it was like, gotcha. um, right. he was like you know, an amazing player. It was just, um, you, as a Pirates fan, it, it, for all the success that this Pittsburgh teams have, the Pirates are just this, like, yeah. it's difficult to be a fan for them. So so that's the one thing. Moving down here, when the Nationals came, I have always had this fondness for them. And there's never been a rivalry because the Pirates yeah. are always terrible. Except they weren't good for <laughs> two years, but, yeah. like with McCutcheon. But I guess probably football and hockey are my two loves. I mean, I, you know, I love them all, but I like, we all I love the Steelers, love the Pickles. Right. So, so mm. that's what's interesting because living down here the, with the Capitals um, and the rivalry that it ensued for all these years, it's always like the day I moved down here, the, way, the reason I remember the date was because it was, um there was a playoff game between the Penguins and Capitals going on and I was listening to it as I was driving down and I had like penguin signs in my car and people were like on the beltway, people were like beeping at me, like flipping me off. Because it was a really intense series. I had been to a game that week before I moved and the the coach at the time for the Capitals got thrown out of the game and it was, you know, there was a big fight and everything. So yes, I've never left, let go. I've never would become a Capitals fan or let my children become Capitals fans. (laughs) (laughs) So who is your favorite player on the Penguins then? Well, so I grew up with when Mario Lemieux came to, like, came to Pittsburgh and saved the Penguins again. So, like, he, like, I grew up, I had a poster, a life-size poster of him on my bedroom door. You nice. Know? <laughs> I adored him. Yes. And then, so now, well, for a long time, there's actually with the Capitals now, like, after they, in the last couple of years, there was a guy named Carl Haglin who 
was just one of those, like, he wasn't the top star, but he always was the difference maker. You know how you kind of go for players. You see them come in and your team starts playing better instantly, you know. But yeah. but I still love, like, I love them all. So it's, you know. Of course. Yeah. Well, they're your team. Totally good. Yeah. <laughs> So now this hockey talk has been brought to you by Bobby. I know. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Not that, but yeah. That's for you, Bobby. Bobby's going to love this. Yeah. This is my anti-capital talk. Yeah. Well, it would have made that perfect if, if that story concluded with, yeah, these people were flipping me off. And so I pulled over and that's how I met Bobby Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, So now you've been down in, you said the DC area, right? Yeah. In Northern Virginia. Right. Okay. So chatter, do you ever get there? Jingle fest, anything like that? So that's like my biggest regret because at the time, like, so my husband's not a little, so he's a, um, a tiny, I wouldn't even (laughs) call him a tiny because he just really, like, he really doesn't like Tony at all. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I, well, there are times where like Tony says stuff that I'm like, my husband, he, like, he's, not the old man complaint stuff, but like sometimes he just has opinions about things that are very much similar to what my husband would think and say, you know, but um, he just never, he's never liked him. And so it's so funny. So it's like, I listen to the show, but like, I, I don't like ever. Secret. It, well, it just like, if we're in the car, it's not going to be a show that's on now. Like my son, my older son, I have two kids, one's 16, one's eight. So the mm-hmm. 16 year old is like super into sports. So he'll listen with me. Cool. Um, but yeah, so it's, that's what it's weird because, um, because of that. And then we, so we had our second child, um, like, you know, it's pretty big space between them. And so yeah. I then stopped working at the time and was just at home. So then it was like weird because I didn't really have any, like a coworker to just say, Hey, let's go, you know, to chat or whatever. Right. Cause I was sure. at home with a baby and a young sure. child so, yeah. and a husband who would never go. With me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go. Well, you should have tricked him. You should have, there was another reason to go there or something yeah. at seven 30 in the morning. I mean, why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> well, but it's like such a big regret because I always felt like, well, my kids are getting older. Like once in elementary school, I can go to chatter and then they, you know, close. They closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you said no chatter. You never been to a jingle fest or anything like that? No, no. Yeah. That's my thing. Like once if, if they, now that things are, life's getting back to normal, like I definitely, that's one of my things. It's like, I just have to go one of these times if they have like anything close to what they used to have. So. Right. Yeah. If your son's interested and it listens with you, he might be a fun person yeah. you could take with you so you know somebody and it's your son. I don't know, a little uh, bonding time. Uh, exactly. And he's scary for me, but he's, uh, you know, he's 16, so he's getting his driver's license so he could drive me too. Right. <laughs> True, there, there you go. go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think we have a, do we have a city down there yet for Summer of Littles 3.1? I don't think so yet. I think. The closest gonna, down there uh, is Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, but that's not super close. Yeah, there's Scott. Um, no, isn't there Frederick, Maryland? I thought maybe. Laytonsville, so yeah. Laytonsville, Maryland. That's it. It's probably okay. so far for her though. Um, yeah, but, but you know it's funny. Like it's one of those things. Like in the D.C. area, I mean, right. like if you're in Virginia, you don't travel to Maryland as much. But still, like we had, we have friends that's like, well, if they live in Columbia, Maryland, or whatever, then um, it's a hike, but it's not. You know, you just it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I have a feeling by, because it's still like two months plus out. So I have a feeling there'll be some, some kind of gathering in the DC area for Littles. I can't imagine a summer of Littles happening not in the DC area. Right. Right. All right. Well, you could stick around, right? Oh, sure. 
Okay. All right. So let's take a quick break because we got a lot to get to, and uh, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. Why don't we do another one of our famous Littles Helping Littles moments? But first, let's remind all our listeners about a few quick things. Obviously, Summer of Littles 3.1. So pencil in the date. August 7th. Don't be late. Is that a rhyme? Almost. Not really. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. It's Littles Summer 2. Make sure you give that a follow. And on Instagram, it's Summer of Littles 2. And the other big reminder is, don't forget, get your lookalikes in. Time's running out. We will have a winner on our next episode, our 50th episode, Roxy. Unbelievable. Crazy. So get those in so we can pick a winner by our next episode. And we wanted to do a quick shout out to Jared Schofer who did finish Oklahoma. So now he's in Arkansas, I believe, Roxy. I believe that's correct. That's amazing. And so don't forget, he's doing this all for cancer research. Remember to follow him on Instagram. And that is at Jared2112. And then, of course, the more important one is on Venmo. He's also at Jared2112 for donations. Whatever you can give, every little bit helps, Littles. And then for our last one, our Littles Helping Littles moment, why don't you go over, and Roxy, speaking of our lookalikes, you have a great lookalike. Because... I do now because of the great Eric Londrigan. Right. He drew me, right. cartooned me, and it's incredible. And she loves it, if you can't tell, Littles. And he's done something pretty incredible. He's opened his own Red Bubble shop, and that's pretty amazing. So head over to redbubble.com. And all you have to do is search his full name, no, no spaces. So just type in Eric Londrigan, all one word, and then it'll come up and it'll have a thing where you just click view shop and you'll see all his really cool stuff over there. Littles, they're so much fun. One, I, correct us if we're wrong, didn't, I'm not saying we were the inspiration or anything, but I do believe based on one of our guests, you drew that and now you can get it on a shower curtain. I mean, who How wouldn't cool want pizza that? on a shower curtain, right, right, Littles? I mean, come on. So head on over to redbubble.com and make sure you then just search Eric Lonergan, all one word, no spaces, and then click on view shop. And they have everything. They have, mu- I think they have mugs, right? Mugs, coasters, pictures, pillows, pillows pictures. comforters. I mean, you name it. And he's got, awesome. a, he's got a bunch of designs, more to come. So head on over, hashtag Littles Helping Littles. All right, Roxy. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are so fortunate to have Leanna Donardo with us today. And we're hearing all about her past. But now let's get into the real good stuff. Fantasy football. You're a fan, right? Oh, yes. Now, were you part of the Berserker League? Do you even know what that is? Oh, God. I do. And I know. <laughs> it, it breaks my brain when I read the back and forth about how right? it's amazing. I don't even know how you do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it kind of sounds like you can't do anything. That's what I got out of it. Like you just draft a team and hope for the best. Like I even said that to him. I go, I forget. Was it, was it Luke? We were talking to, I don't know if it's Luke, Jason or whoever, Sully, whoever. And they were telling me all about it. And I'm like, so am I supposed to be thinking about how many children the kicker has when I draft him? Like, or is this like a, you know, that kind of stuff? Or is it is just that, quite a, that may be one of the, one right. of the. Situation. Like one of them was how, who has the most letters in their last name or something. I don't know. There's right, all these... There was one time where it was like the something to do with the, what colleges they went to right. and then somehow determined. I, I mean, it just blew my mind. Yeah. 
So no, I am not one of those. (laughs) But it does. Well, the thing I don't get is there must be something we're missing because, you know, people are, there are bragging rights to it and there are people bragging about it. And so I'm like, well, if it's just all kind of luck of the draw, how are you, you know, but anyway, I don't know. But, but you are part of the other Loyal Littles fantasy groups. Is that true? Yes, I, I forget how many there are total, but so I I, was, I volunteered to put my name in the hat uh, whenever uh, Robert Burke had asked if they wanted to get more women playing in, in the leagues. And so I was lucky enough to get my name pulled. And so I was just, I just don't want to embarrass myself. Like I've been playing fantasy football with like my coworkers and friends for years, but I just didn't want to make a fool of myself. Right. So mm-hmm. I did I did okay the first year, but then I think it was the second year that was a couple years ago that like, I just had a great season. And then what's really interesting about the way they do it is because they have multiple leagues. Then if you win the championship of your league, then you they have a separate thing that you go then against the champions of the other leagues right. for a couple of weeks, which is really fun because it lasted longer than, you know, the normal, like it, your playoffs ended earlier um, uh-huh. in the season than it would in a normal fantasy football league because to allow for the time to play the other leagues. And then, so yeah, then I went up against Jamie Julian in the championship and I won. And so uh, it's like one of my great life accomplishments that I won that league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I got bumped up to a different league because they kind of have like a, a, if you don't do well in one league, you get relegated down to right. another. Right. Kind of like so I got bumped right. up and I don't know how I'm going to fare because, uh, I did I did okay during the regular season, but then by the end of the, the consolation playoffs, like I, you know, I lost three straight, so I I might get relegated. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> but you mean just to the other league, right? Not like right, you, right, don't right. Get, you don't get thrown out of the league, right? I don't know. No, I think it, yeah, because unless you don't want to do it anymore. Well, right, yeah. of course. Right? Sure, yeah. sure. But, well, uh, we're hoping there's a spot because Roxy and I are definitely into that. So yeah, that'd I don't, be really fun. I mean, we kind of like said we would do the Berserker League. I, like I said, I don't really get it, but I'm sure we'll try to figure it out if there's a spot. We definitely would love to because I do fantasy every year. Roxy, you don't really get into that though, do you? No, I don't. I usually don't have time for it, yeah. really, to like think too much about it and remember it. So I, I've never done one that's what was hard this year i won't blame it completely on the election but i will say it was this was a i was working non-stop this past year so uh, the football season you know it was also too it felt like the football season sneaked up on you because i was convinced it wasn't going to really happen because of covid yeah yeah and so then it was like oh wow it's time wow this is great okay and then i wasn't i don't know i just wasn't as prepared as I should be. I'm making excuses for myself. My poor oh, no, 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 that makes total sense. <laughs> You're that completely makes- right because yeah. they, they didn't play any preseason this year. Remember? Yeah. So it, it did. It just can't it just talk about, like you said, snuck up on you because all of a sudden opening days here, you know, right. Like, oh, what? You're well, like, and yeah. also because not none of the other sports were really functioning like normal either, if at all. Oh, so yeah. not having ha- not having that normal. Well, I have this sport and then it segues into this sport and then it segues into this. You didn't have that this year. So time slips away. <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, because that's what hockey and the NBA were still playing like in August or whatever it was, right. you know? Yeah. 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 It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. It was just a weird. Yeah. Well, and then the Masters was in what? November? November. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. It was just a weird year. We're just <laughs> sure. we're writing that one off. So you can definitely use that excuse and it's valid. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who was that? Sorry, that what? was my dog. I'm- oh. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. We got Chessie's friend. Who's Chessie's yeah. friend? <laughs> that's Shelly. Shelly. Oh, welcome to the. That, I think that's our first dog. Hi, oh, Shelly. I'm totally Is keeping it- that in. I feel like oh. Jason Lockenfora with you. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> 
So yeah, it's funny you talking about the past year, like because everybody was working from home now. That's been the one. Like I have worked from home since I started. Since I went back to work um, in 2016, and it was just I said I'll come back to and do work kind of freelance if I can do it from home because at the time my son was still four years old. And so it worked out great. And so I was kind of usually on the other end of things, but now I'm kind of more behind the scenes and doing writing and creative work. Mm -hmm. But so last year when everyone all of a sudden was working from home and they were all freaked out, I was like, guys, I do this every day. (laughs) 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 And I was like, the only difference is, um, you know, now I have to see you all on Zoom half the time and I have to put makeup on. But, you know, (laughs) I would maybe pop in in the office occasionally if we needed to meet and then otherwise we just talk by phone or whatever and I would work from home and it was all fine but now it was like the only way we could talk was either Zoom or Microsoft Teams that changed yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Well now we just have our what we call fun dumb questions okay. for the guests but some of them are a little better I mean some this one actually came up and it's opens doors sometimes so we're curious what's a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? Well huh I used to be really good at this, but I don't know because I, like, I used to be, I, you know what, I'm, I'm a great seamstress. I can sew really oh. well. Oh. Wow. Neat. That's a great skill. That right? is a great skill. Yeah. A yeah. lot and of local I, theaters would probably want to get in touch with you, I bet. <laughs> like, I, I really enjoy doing, and that's one thing that's been a little bit hard with um, having kids in home, you know, at home or school, or whatever. It's like, normally the way my life is because of the freelancing, I, uh, and the political cycle, it's like I go crazy for six months or whatever, and then it, everything drops off. And then mm. I have time to like, oh, I need to, I want to redo something in the living room. So I, you know, so yeah. I would say like painting and, and sewing are my things that I love to do. And I love that's that. A, that's interesting. Cause like, I, yeah, I, I was going to think the same thing. It's almost like being in an accountant, I would think. Where yeah. It yeah. Just comes in phases, right. Yep. Yeah. You have seasons. Which, yeah. And, Strange is right now is a really busy time because of there's like primaries and special elections even in an off year. So it's um well, I gotta be honest. Okay, I'm full disclosure, I'm not very political at all, and I know I probably should be more than I am, but it always seems like there's something. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Am I crazy? It always just I'm like, didn't we just have an election and now they're this, you know, they're voting on something in Georgia, then they were voting on stuff here and voting here. I just like it's just I always feel like there's something that we're supposed to be paying attention to. And well also because each some locations try to stagger their elections for mayor for the municipal races right. and then Virginia right. and New Jersey have off-year legislative and gubernatorial elections. So this, so in this year is when Virginia elects a new governor, and then we also have our state legislative elections, where a lot of states just have them at the same time as in the on years. So well, right. um, I will I will say that the one thing that COVID did was open my eyes to local politics because now yeah. you probably I don't know if you follow the podcast close enough, but my career was touring for 25 years. So I was never in one place. I was literally living in hotels every day of the year, basically. And if I did have some downtime, I'd go see my parents or go see a sister or something like that. I mean, I didn't have any idea what was going on. And now that I've been here kind of settled, so to speak, in the city, I do still some touring. But seeing the the mayor updates and the, you know, Governor Cuomo's updates every day, practically, you know, when you're just sitting here hunkered down, it, it did open my eyes a lot to local politics. So I guess that's yeah. one good thing that came out of it mm-hmm. for me at first. Yeah, so it does. It sounds like people like you must just go all year round. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's surprising. I, like, like I said, that's 
part of the reason, though, why I never wanted to go back full time because uh, it, it's a grueling lifestyle, you know, because sure. you you really get invested in it and you work like if you really care about a candidate or a ballot measure or whatever, and it you're going to throw yourself into it and you're going to put hours into it that it's not just about your job. It's about you care about these people getting elected. So it has like an emotional toll too. And well, so, right. Uh, and that's- I got to be honest, that's why I stayed out of it, so to speak. Yeah. Because when I was traveling and I, my family were like, well, aren't you going to vote? And I'm like, I don't even know the candidates and that's on me. I get it. I should do, I should be educated enough to do homework on that, but I just stayed out of it and I just didn't vote. And so that would upset a lot of people, obviously. I don't know any of these local people. So I, and I'm not just going to, I don't also feel right by someone saying, oh, you should vote for so-and-so. I should do the whole, you know, and I just never did because I'm in California. I'm in Nevada. I'm not anywhere near New York. So I'm like, now obviously a big election, that's different. But, you know, like I'm talking about like for city councilmen and people like that, that I just, I know nothing about. But I, like I said, it, I I have learned over the last year a lot about that stuff. So uh, anyway, enough politics, I guess. (laughs) Yes, I would say sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, no, that was on me. Are you kidding me? No, no. Uh, Here I say we don't do politics on the Loyal Little Side. (laughs) So now you said you're really into sports, right? Yes. Now, did you play a lot growing up as a kid or a young adult or? You know, it's funny because I'm, so I'm 50. So I grew up when there weren't a lot, and I was in a, from a small town. There weren't a lot of opportunities for women to play sports. I mean, we had, you know, mm-hmm. and I played basketball, um, like when I was in middle school. But then I also, like I had taken dance lessons, lessons and I wanted, to, like I had done some cheerleading and then I, but I wanted to be a majorette. So then I, that was, that's what I wanted to do. So but I remember I really wanted to play volleyball, but volleyball was the same time, the same season as when marching band and being yeah. a midget and teacher mm-hmm. thriller, all that. So I, so no, I didn't play on my own in regular leagues, but I, since I, well, back in the day, I, I would play intramural. Okay. So this this will apply. So my question is, would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? Oh, the worst player on the team that always wins. <laughs> <laughs> you want the ring. Want the ring. <laughs> well, just because, I, I don't know. Like, I, no, I, I mean, get it. It would be great to have that talent, but I think that uh, if you could just play some small part in like the team winning, that would be worth it. Absolutely. Sure. I feel the same way. <laughs> also, I want the ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's it's funny because I'm kind of going through the whole opposite right now on a few of my softball teams where I'm pitching for a bunch <laughs> of teams that are just eh, not so much, but yeah. they're nice people and we're having fun. That's how I'm going to get through that this year. My, uh, husband, my husband plays, um, he still plays, he's, um, he's 52, but he still plays intramural ice hockey, you know, rec league oh, ice hockey. Right. So they just had their championship and like he, they get like a garbage can that they write their names on whenever they, <laughs> they won their championship, you know, and it's right. like, I mean, it's crazy to me that he still plays, but it's just, it's so much fun for him. And so, but he, sure. there'll be times where like the goalie won't show up or the, or <laughs> the goalie is playing terribly and it's like very frustrating, but you know, but it's still worth it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We're going to segue maybe from sports a little bit, but maybe not. It depends on your answer. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? So Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, okay. One, but then also Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And I would just say those are my top two. Okay. Strong anyone women. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Anyone Love from it. like a, a different. You know, this is like, this is actually somebody. Current, but I I would love to have dinner with Malcolm Gladwell. 
I feel like I feel like he knows something about everything. Like he's, he, you could talk to him about sports, you could talk to him about history, you could talk to him about science. I think he would be a fascinating person to have a dinner conversation with because he's got student background that um, is multifaceted. Yeah, mm. that's great. That's a great answer. If someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, action film, or science fiction? And I'm going to throw in there horror movie because that's not on the list, but I think it should be. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I think it would probably be a comedy. Oh, good. A good comedy. <laughs> yeah, just because I'm a dork. So, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's just, but like, I don't take myself too seriously and neither does my, my kids and my husband. We just, we just kind of like enjoy life. So yeah, that's, that's great. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? <laughs> well, does it count uh, freshman year of high school? Yeah. Sure. If you're under 18, okay. sure. Um, Cause this is the one that like, I, it, yes, this is definitely my most embarrassing moment. So I grew up in a small town and I had to walk down, like we lived, I don't know, maybe a quarter mile or so, maybe a half mile from like where my bus stop was. So okay. you know, not, not that big of a deal, but it was kind of one of those things where like, I'm always running late. And so <laughs> I, Every day I was pushing it to like get to the bus on time. Uh, I should have always left more time for myself. Inevitably, I was always running for the bus. And so when I was a freshman in high school and I was like, you know, I was saying I was a majorette. So like I had my bag with my batons and it was all my book bag and everything. And I when I got down the hill, kind of went down the hill from my house. And then you could see straight away down the street, the intersection where the bus would pick us up. And I could see it was there. And I was many blocks away. And so I had run full speed to get there and everybody else was on the bus waiting for me. So like everybody was like kind of watching me run. You right. know, down. And so I got to the bus and I hit that first step and I tripped and I went flying up. And the person that was sitting in the front was the, the senior who was like the dreamiest, most oh. beautiful person that you ever saw whenever, of you know, course. like imagine like every 80s movie oh, that sure. or just 16 candles, haired. Jake. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so I went like face first into his lap when I tripped <gasps> up the stairs and it was the most, and like I had the biggest crush on him. It was like the most humiliating thing in the world. And so I remember like slinking back a couple of seats where there was an open spot and my friend saying to me like, boy, he really got his attention. And like, <laughs> like still to this day, I can feel that the heat in my face that I was so embarrassed. Sure. Wow. That's a, that's a great story. I think many people have similar stories. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so since we're doing new questions, Roxy, I'm going to see yours and I'm going to raise you. Okay. If, you could be a, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Like any cartoon, any, any cartoon. Yeah. Primetime, Saturday morning. If Do they even do that anymore? I don't know, actually. Roxy, oh. I think you should answer this after she does. Me? The Littles, I think, would want to know what our answer would be. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> She's like, as a matter of fact, you should go first because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, I'll, okay, go ahead. I think I would want to be, I guess I'd have to be. Because I'm more like a Fred than a Shaggy, but I'd want to be one of those because I want to solve mysteries. That's why yeah. we're driving the mystery machine. So I'd be, I'd want to be one of the Scooby Doo kids. Ah. I was going to say that I would be Velma because I thought Daphne was always. I never knew what her purpose was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
he was just there to like look cute or whatever but you right. know Obama was like really there like doing the work for everybody so oh, yeah. I, yeah all right um I, I don't know the first one that comes to mind is Tweety Bird because oh, he's okay. so cute but sneaky right. Right. <laughs> that is a good that, that's a good one that's a great question yeah <laughs> okay now I'm going to take it to one we have done before but not too much if you could time travel where would you go so my I, the, the very first thing that popped into my head was my grandfather so my mother's father he was older when he had my mother he was in his 50s and he had left russia to escape the communist re- revolution mm-hmm. uh, and then came to america and then made his way to ambridge pennsylvania where like he was, was a bridge builder and you know then he met my grandmother who was a widow and then they so they had like a blended family already you know so i would love though to know i guess i would like to travel back when he was in russia at that time and that'd be really really cool i mean scary but <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, right. but like to know what he went through like that's yeah yeah that would be he really mom was 10 so there's a lot we don't know about his life or you know she has she always tells a story that whenever she was a child and she was uh, in the bathtub and she was splashing around and he told her not to do it and she said I can do it it's a free country and he was like yep you're right it is (laughs) (laughs) well Leanna we can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time and uh, meeting the littles with us. Uh, it, how can we find you? You're on, now I know you said you're not really on social media all that much, but you're on Twitter, right? I'm on Twitter at Leanna DiNardo, but I'm on Facebook. I'm in some of the Facebook groups, but I, um, which also Leanna DiNardo, but uh, I, I don't check Facebook as much, I guess I'll say. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. And do you Same have thing. anything you want to plug or anything like that? So, not for myself, but the, the friend of mine who I mentioned, who's my, is the little who got me involved. His name's Sean Johnson. He's written emails to the show from La Plata, Maryland, and he's had some tragedy in his life recently. So I, um, there's a few organizations that if people would be interested in finding out more about in memory of his wife and son, there's the Carter Marone Johnson Memorial Scholarship Fund, um, okay. and then Port Tobacco River Conservancy and the Ladles of Love Soup Kitchen. All right, and we'll try to include those links in the the show notes for you. Oh, that'd be good. Get a hold of those. Yeah, so if if anyone listening now didn't get a chance to write that stuff down, it'll be in the show notes for you. And Leanna, thanks again for taking the time. We really appreciate it. It's been so great getting to meet you because you're another one that we see occasionally in the Twitter pages and sometimes in Facebook, and we don't know you. It's thrilling that you all are doing this podcast, and it's so fun to to hear everyone talk about themselves. So I I really appreciate the chance to come on. All right, Loyal Littles, we'll be right back. A bird! A plane! No! The Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and such good times with Leanna. We really appreciate the time. And now everyone, now Ashley, this is your first time. So we hope you enjoy yep. yourself. Let's do our Friday Five. We still need we need we something. We need a for song. That. We need a song or something for that. Friday, 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 Friday five. five. All right, Roxy, what's the first one? Okay, first question. What are you excited about right now? Go ahead, Ashley. You be first. Oh, should I answer it? You mean answer the question when it's asked? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how that goes. Oh, yes. 
What I'm excited about right now is getting back to work. Yeah. After a year of no work, I am finally vaccinated and feel safe um, getting back to the theater. So that is thrilling to me. Well, why don't we do that right now? Is that okay? Yeah. Let's let's plug let's plug away because this is exciting because you know I did mine about a week and a half ago. (laughs) I I've been back for two weeks now, and you're heading where? I am heading to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to the Dutch Apple Dinner Theater to swing Beauty and the Beast. Nice. And yes. so that's Dutch Apple Dinner Theater, it's called, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, make sure you check that out. Ashley, how can everyone get in touch with you and follow you? You're on Instagram, right? Yes, I am on Instagram. You can find me at Ashley Rubin, R-U-B-I-N-1. So I'm Ruben like the sandwich, but not spelled like the sandwich. <laughs> and how do you spell it? Your Ashley is what? Ashley is A-S-H-L-E-Y. I am older than all those kids that spell it like a sleigh and everything else. I'm <laughs> just plain Ashley <laughs> Ruben one. So it's a plain Ashley Ruben one. That's a number one. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. So we're excited for you as well. And follow Thank her. You. Give her a follow there and all her endeavors. And she works nonstop. Nonstop. And let me say, I love following your Instagram because you're always posting such awesome photos of different costumes that you get to wear and like the different shows you're a part of. It's so much fun to follow you. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you. It's my favorite part. I I just love it. I love all the costumes sure. and I love just documenting it all. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, Roxy, what's your, what are you excited about? I am excited about the fact that it's getting warmer and mm. life outdoors is happening. And I just, I love everything about spring and summer and early fall, just being outside, enjoying the sunshine and living my life out there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It smells good too in the summer. Oh yeah. Well, not well, in the summer, summer. In the spring. In the spring, it smells good. In the summer, New York City smells... Well, it depends where you are in New York City. I'll you say walk that. one block and it's disgusting, and then you get to the next block and you can breathe again. So. And even in yeah. Central Park, if you're walking near the horses and stuff like that, which I love horses, yeah. but, you know, let's face mm-hmm. it. They, yeah, no, they you have live to do their, with it. They have to do their business, you know? And it's, yeah. You know, it's sometimes not potent. the best. Yeah, potent. So... Um, I'll just give an overall, I mean, yeah, same exact kind of thing. It's, it's warming up. We're playing softball. I'm back to work. Uh, Just in general, everything, very thankful for what's going on. Uh, Very thankful I've been able to continue this podcast because Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how that was Mm going to work out with everything happening at the same time. And we've got some other really big things happening later this month and I'm excited for that. So yeah, yeah. wonder what that could be, right? Mm. Anyway, (laughs) so let's go to number two. When you are in a great mood, what's your go-to happy song? Yeah, that changes every day, but I I have created a feel-good playlist on Spotify, and it's got such such an eclectic batch of songs from all different genres, all different time periods, and it is my go-to. I will will pop on that playlist, bop around the city. It's awesome. Makes me feel real good. That's why I named it the Feel Good Playlist. um, The question was... Song. song. Well, I, I said that, that it's, it changes from day well, to day. Well, so give us one. 
I mean, it could be walking on sunshine. Okay. Oh one. my God, that's mine. Oh, oh wait. Okay, see. so let me take. I'll I'll pick a different one. Just for the record, now you know how I feel. This happens all the time on these, and to the point where we've had some listeners write in saying, "For Pete's sakes, Chuck, you go first because they always steal your freaking songs. So or your whatever answer. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, so I would say. I don't listen to rap very often, but I really like the song Good Day by Nappy Roots. And there are kids that sing in it, too. And it's you're, you're just kind of talking about it's a good day. There's no reason to cry today. And I honestly, I walked out of the Javits Center when I got my second vaccine. And that was the song I hit play on because I just was like, it's a good day. I'm feeling good. I, there's hope in the world. It was, yeah, that, nice. that was my go-to song that day. <laughs> All right. Ashley, yours I'll have walk- to listen to that. <laughs> and yours was Walking on Sunshine, right? Mine is Walking on Sunshine. Okay. How can you not be happy listening to that that's, song? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Katrina and the Waves. I have a bunch of them. Yeah. So I'm just going to pick, since you went with that one, That's your, I agree with you 100%. So I'm going to go with a little more mellow one. Mm. But I also mm-hmm. think, how can you not listen to it and be happy? Because it's called... Don't worry, be happy. Love it. I love that song. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it almost just when you are in a downer mood, you just it's like don't worry, uh-huh. be happy. Uh-huh. You know, it's all yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. What's the next one, Roxy? All right. What is your best quality, Chucky? Oh. oh, you want me to Chef. go first? Yeah, go first. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. These these are always hard ones. You know, you don't. I'm one of those people. Believe it or not, it's probably the worst person to have host a podcast when you don't like to really talk about yourself. Well, I know one for you. What's that? You have a very big heart. I do. You too big do. sometimes. Too big sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> I, you I, do. I I'm very yeah. I'm very helpful. I'm very yeah. All right. All right. I'll just shut up. <laughs> Ashley, you go. Um, I feel like my best quality is my sense of humor. I think that it helps me get through a lot of things. It lowers the stress level of things that could really not be good. Mm-hmm. And you just find the funny side of it. Plus, it it just makes life fun. It makes life fun if you're funny. Totally. I don't know. Totally. <laughs> hmm. All right, Roxy. Roxy. Uh, I think that I always see the good in people, even if I mm-hmm. shouldn't. Mm. It's well, a hard. Somebody call that a fault. Roxy. I mean, that's a, it is. It's a hard one because it's like a double-edged sword. Because yeah. I, I always try to see the good in people, and it, it takes a lot for me to not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I find the not, it's real. It's like devastating to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right, Ashley, you're <laughs> up. What's your favorite way to relax? My favorite way to relax, honestly, is being at home and eating dessert. Nice. <laughs> I, what kind of dessert? Any dessert or anything um, specific? I'm an equal opportunity dessert consumer. <laughs> um, I have to say I love a cake. I love a cookie. I love a brownie. I'm always cold. So ice cream usually isn't my route because mm-hmm. it makes me even colder. Oh. But someone had ice cream in front of me. Who am I to say no? What flavor but, ice cream? I love oh. that we're deep diving here. I mean, honestly, I think of ice cream as a way to house the desserts that I put in it. Ah, So uh, I love like cookie dough and then you like stick all the different toppings. So you're the top, you're a toppings person. Okay. That's where I was trying to go. Okay. Roxy, real quick. What's your favorite way? Uh, I really love walking around Central Park, just roaming. Yeah. I love roaming Mm. and clearing my head. It's been, it's awesome. And believe it or not, mine is playing softball. 
even it, though it's frustrating sometimes. it's frustrating shocking. And, yeah shocking right <laughs> yeah it's just what a I just love to be out there and it, especially if it's a nice day and it's just and I, honestly uh, almost like if it's just a pickup game instead of like a league game it's just nice to be out mm-hmm. there and taking swings and running down fly balls it's just a lot of fun uh-huh. so. and let's wrap this up so what do we got ladies luxury items All right. So what is a luxury, large or small, that I regularly permit myself? I mean, there is the obvious desserts, which I guess I already discussed at great length. The other thing, it's almost along the lines, but I really got into them during quarantine where I was in the house for a year without leaving, is candles. I think because I just missed any scents that Mm. were not the ones from the house. So I really started getting into like Bath and Body Works has candles that smell like bread and candles that smell like coffee and anything you could imagine. And it would be like a sensory change for me every time I changed out the candle, depending upon the time of day or my mood. So that really was something that I hadn't really thought about in my life prior to quarantine but now ever since even though i'm out about in the world now post back like vaccination i still have like coffee candles in the morning going while i drink my coffee and kind of a zesty or fruity candle during the day and then like a soft vanilla candle at night to like wind down yeah totally that's a really good answer all right roxy what do you got oh gosh well i don't know if this counts but I'm renewing my lease for my apartment. So I'm permitting myself is that I'm still living close to Central Park so I can go and do my relaxing roaming. I still live close enough to work. If that ever does come back, I'm hoping it does. So I don't have to take public transportation very that's often. That's, so that's maybe true. maybe that's a yeah, totally. luxury I'm permitting myself. Yeah, because you could... It's absolutely a luxury. You could be saving a ton of money and living way out in Queens or Brooklyn or right. wherever. Instead, I'm <laughs> digging myself into well, a no. hole to live in no, a nice place. No, but you're, <laughs> well, no. You know, you're taking care of yourself by making it livable and making yourself happy where you are. That's so I'm 1,000%. And, and Ashley, we both know Roxy well enough where she cuts other things out out of her life to make sure that she can afford it. Yeah, although I haven't yeah. really yes. cut wine out of my life. No, you since haven't. Since COVID but... started. Um, um, well, you have to live. Come so on. maybe that's another luxury I permit myself. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our Friday Five. Thank you, Jamie Julian, for that. And that is J-A-I-M-E. Yes, don't make the same mistake. I did littles. And um, <laughs> actually, I'm on strike two. So for all you littles that have misspelled her name, I've seen some chatter about that on the interwebs. Don't feel bad. I'm on strike two. May the universe have mercy on me never to get strike three because she has been so very sweet about that every time I misspell her name. So thank you, Jamie Julian. We also want to thank our Meet the Littles guest this week, Leanna DiNardo again. Thanks for coming on. And Shad in DC for his brilliant haiku bumpers for those of you i hope you've noticed that that these bumpers that shad has sent in they are all haikus so we really appreciate that and of course thank you to our lovely new co-host ashley rubin 
Great job, Thank you Ashley. so much for having me. Yeah, Thank she, you. You did excellent. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. That's at AshleyRubin1, the number one. And now, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at LoyalLittlesPod. We are also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And as always... Head on over to iTunes. Some of you did that. That was really sweet. Uh, the birthday gifts can still keep coming in. So all I wanted for my birthday was a rate and review over on iTunes. That would be really nice. Go to the Loyal Lils podcast page and do that for us. We really appreciate it. And as always, Littles, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. Ooh, you have a code? <laughs> Just don't come my way Can't you see her in an undersized overcoat And my 45 in the fog,
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Um, what's PTI? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have to have that on.